2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: Hey, it's Covino
0: and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumerated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension. Just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
2: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
4: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I've got the future. I've got the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
1: Jay Bell with the sports betting headlines for Monday. Summer leagues wrapping up here in Vegas in the NBA, and we've got odds and for the first time since his trade request, Kevin Durant is favored next season to be playing with his own team, the Brooklyn Nets. Right now it's a better than 50% chance KD is starting the season in Brooklyn. Who may not be starting the season with their team, Russell Westbrook, Fired his agent of 14 years. We've got a take. We think it's telling, but not in the way you might expect. And baseball taking their all star break, but they do have the home run derby, and we'll tell you who the favorites are. Here comes a four hour of The Vegas Truth covering all that and more.
4: Winner, winner, chicken, yeah!
1: This is straight out of Vegas.
4: Straight out of Vegas! With the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell.
1: Pay that man his money. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge.
4: Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. And now, here's R.J. Bell.
1: You heard it, I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas, live on a Monday. Live on 226 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Wow. This is uh, back when I was gambling uh, exclusively. And all I was doing was batting, and this has been, you know, 20 years ago. I this was always the, there was two days or two little sections of time you had a break. One was the Friday of the NBA All Star Game, and it was like some big day, you know. If you had a girlfriend or whatever or white, it was like, hey, yeah, we can go have you know lunch, go to the mall, and then they ended up, you know, they used to have just Ivy League games on that Friday. But then it was like, no, no, no. we got to have more college basketball. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't an off day. And then it's really the all-star break of baseball. Uh, There's not a ton of action. So it gives us an opportunity to not go over games or events, but talk NFL concepts, talk NBA concepts. The old saying is you give a man a fish sandwich he eats that day. You teach a man to fish, he eats forever. Well, this is a good time to... Talk about a little fishing, because you know the fan who beats the man, AJ Hoffman, grew up in Texas. So you fished, right? Uh, not very much. How much fishing did you? Hunt? For the
3: fan who beats the man. I did hunt when I was young. Yeah. Yeah, you seem soft if you didn't hunt. In Texas, everybody, all oh, every kid hunts, even the city kids. <laughs> he is the fan who beats the man, AJ Hoffman. Thanks, RJ. Great to be here today. Optimism for KD's return to Brooklyn Grows. Pete Alonzo favored to win his third straight home run derby, and Russell Westbrook and his agent part ways. What is the Vegas lead? Yeah, you'll be having a pick in the home run derby, right? I
1: will have a pick. Yeah. Is it the favorite? It is not the favorite. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> you know what dawned on me? You're more like Jack- Jackie Martling than I ever realized from the house. Oh, I don't know how to take that. Well, it's like when we were talking before the show, like you know, Jackie was always famous for uh he loved money and he was more than willing to compromise for it. And that's not <laughs> that's not you, that's not you. But but he also he really counted other people's money. Like if someone made money, he go, "Ooh." And when we were going over the idea of, you know, the 440 million that was turned down by a 23-year-old. You're like, 440 Like It was a Jackie moment, wouldn't you say? I guess so, yeah. I mean, I was, <laughs> I mean I you was, were flabbergasted. I was pocket-watching
3: Juan Soto, yep. <laughs> you were
1: flabbergasted. So we're not going to start there. I think we start Vegas lead is Westbrook because I believe this story is emblematic of some of the problems with the mainstream NBA media So let's start there. All right, let's start with that. Thad
3: Fouché of Wasserman, uh, the longtime agent for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, they've parted ways citing irreconcilable differences and suggested there was no longer full alignment with Westbrook on where he should be
1: next season. Well, I hope Westbrook had a prenup to start with. (laughs) Um, I believe the following, that oftentimes – the things that we love about a person in the public eye, and we're talking athletes now, so let's say the athlete, is often what causes things we don't like about them. So a simple thing is, hey, we like men who work hard, but we don't like men who don't pay sp- spend enough time with their kids. But oftentimes those go together. Sure. Um, And you can think of a lot of stuff that applies where you think, okay, to achieve, you know, Michael Jordan, who was uh, maniacally competitive, intensely competitive, but he was the type to do his Hall of Fame speech and be still calling out grievances. So people are like, man, this is the, you're the GOAT and you're going to the Hall of Fame and you're worried about this grievance or that grievance. It's like, that's why he is the GOAT. Right? It, it comes as a package deal. So AJ, when I am acting a little extreme, you just think package deal and it will calm you a little <laughs> bit. Just go to that safe place. But, Good call. But the, rea- but the reality is, I believe with Westbrook, all of the things that he's being criticized for now and you know, we call him the way we see him here, Colin is leading that brigade right here in FSR. Now, if you agree with it, and I agree with what he's saying. I mean, like a lot of his conclusions, they're almost undebatable. Westbrook is not, does not play well with others at this point. He is a stubborn player. The question is is that a sign of a, a failing on his part? Is that a character flaw on Westbrook's part? Or is that what comes with the package that delivered all the good? And I believe it's that. And I want to get into it, but let's start, AJ, with your broad assessment before you hear what I'm going to say. Like, how do you see that, I guess, um, life reality that, 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 that the characteristics that we all often don't like are the source of what we do like
3: in people? I 100% agree with that. And a lot of people say Russell Westbrook is stubborn and difficult to work with, but I think that's how Russell Westbrook got to where he was, by being stubborn and, and doing things his way. Yeah, and my
1: question is, I get the whole point that once you enter the club of fame and riches, that it's not fair. I mean, life isn't fair in general. As Eastwood said in The Unforgiven, deserves got nothing to do with it. But I think that it's a little bit more fair that it's unfair to the rich people and the publicly known people because they – are benefiting from their notoriety and fame and thus if there's an additional cost to it that's part of it. Um now the poor the, the sad people are the ones that are kind of famous but can't make any money from it. You know like I you know to some degree the Jersey Shore people their JWoww is famous. I don't know how much money JWoww is making from being JWoww right now. <laughs> I haven't heard the word J, the, the, the name JWoww in like 4 years but I can tell you I she Actually was, heard the, the... The
3: Jersey Shore stars complaining actually this week that the the MTV's rebooting Jersey Shore with new jer- with new characters and none of the old characters are happy about it.
1: Well, yeah, when your hairline is 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 way back there, I mean, you know, they made a mistake with Dylan McKay, and I mean, that, they're not going to do that, you know, start a guy in high school that's got like a widow's peak going on or whatever. <laughs> but but the but the fact though I love Dylan, I can't lie. But the fact of the matter is. Is that fame comes with responsibility and benefits and Westbrook has entered that, you know, for a long time, been in the strata of you got FU money, so we're gonna say FU to you. You know, if you got FU money, you get a lot of FUs from people without FU money, might be the way to think about it. Because that's how they feel good, right? It's like their one sense of, hey, I'll go on Twitter and start yelling at Elon Musk that he's too conservative, and I figure that's gonna ruin his day.
2: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
3: Bit of news from what you were just talking about. Yahoo Sports within the last 30 minutes has released a report saying that LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook held a group call confirming their commitment to playing with each other for the Lakers next season. The report says specifically that the call was to confirm that they were all on the same page as long as they are together as they try to achieve
1: their goal of winning a championship. Dan, is there any truth to the rumor that 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 conference call with LeBron and Westbrook happened during the summer league game when they were in the same arena? I cannot confirm nor deny that report. (laughs) Thank you, Dan. Thank you. All right, that was a – you see that, right, AJ, that they were I both, do. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, in a weird way, Westbrook, it's more stubbornness because, I mean, obviously yep. LeBron is the one that thinks you're supposed to come to him, and I think that's right in this case. So, all right, here's the way I'll wrap this up. If Westbrook is sitting with his loved ones or by himself, like Citizen Kane, like like Kane where he didn't have anyone at the end, just his sled – his old childhood sled, and <laughs> if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, you should see it, is Westbrook would say, huh, I came from an impoverished upbringing. Odds were better that I'd get killed than before I got out of that area than me making the NBA. I was 137th in my senior rankings, best player, 137th in the country, but one class, one year. I excelled at college, got drafted in the top five. I'm a certain one uh, first ballot hall of famer. And I'm one of two men in history to ever have a triple double on a season. How in the heck can't you, I mean, who among us has that resume?
3: None among us. And and I mean, yeah, it's a, it's an incredible feat.
1: It'll take me at least another five years to get there. And To me, but you know, (laughs) but to me, it's it's in shouting distance, but it's not there. And the reality is that there seems to be something wrong with 90% of the criticism or of the comment on him being critical. When he his only way here was the path that he took, and to expect, and I get it. Once you get in that, this is how we started the conversation. Once you get in that superstar club, you got to take the criticism but I think it's given the wrong message cuz if I'm a kid if I'm the next Westbrook and I'm stubborn I'm a junior in high school they're telling me I can't play NBA and they did say that I believed them I said you know you're right but <laughs> <laughs> lot of, the next Westbrook isn't shouldn't believe them but if they see everyone being so critical of Westbrook what 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 incentive does that how does that influence those kids. I think negatively, to say you know, you, you should agree. believe the yeah, hegemony. Away. Yeah. And I think in general that society, we can talk Democrat, Republican, we can talk rich, poor, we can talk black, white. There's all kind of ways to divide people up. But I think that probably the most important, or one of the most important dividers you don't hear about, it's the people who benefit from when The masses follow what the powers-to-be say, and it's the people who benefit from a little bit of rebellion. And I'm not talking about rebellion against the government. I'm talking about saying, oh, you're saying the masks are not good for us? Certain people say, yes, yes, overlord of scientific knowledge. And others say, well, wait a minute, why wouldn't the mask? And then one week later, the masks are good for you. In fact, if you don't wear them, you're doing an evil upon the earth. Yes, Mr. Scientific Knowledge. Yeah. There's two types. And whoever, you know, Russell Brand has a great daily kind of 10-minute podcast where he's just trying to figure everything out. He's a smart guy that went into comedy, whatever, and he's like not acting like an expert. He has like 4 million people watch it every day. It's a big thing. And it's like he's questioning these things. And you know who hates those questions the most is the powers that be, the ones who are dictating the rules. They don't want question. They hate it. Because oftentimes, some of the time, what they're saying isn't true. So questioning it, it's dangerous for them because they, they can be uncovered, exposed. Westbrook didn't buy into all of the, hey, here's the way you're supposed to be. Here's what you're supposed to believe. And you know what? Oftentimes that is that's frustrating, especially when he's playing wrong about stuff. Because he is sometimes. But to not acknowledge the good that came from it for him, I think, tells a, a biased version of the story. Closing thoughts, AJ?
3: No, I think you you wrapped it up perfectly right there. That's All well right. said. Be sure to catch live
4: editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
3: Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit, overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry, in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the 5th Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
1: What you were flabbergasted by, AJ, was the guy who turned down $440 million to say, nah, I, I want more than that. Tell that story, and this is what the pick is based around.
3: Yeah, Nationals outfielder Juan Soto, twenty-three years old, reportedly turned down a fifteen-year, four hundred and forty million dollar offer this weekend. And the, the the now there's only two weeks until the trade deadline, August second. So there's odds out on his next team. A lot of speculation that the Nationals are gonna just be forced to trade Juan Soto, and the value is high. The Mets and Yankees, the top two favorites, the Giants plus five fifty, the Dodgers and Blue Jays plus six hundred. The next team to land Juan Soto assuming he's not on uh, Washington by the trade deadline
1: okay so this is the uh driver this story's out recently and he's in the home run derby you think it matters I do. And I've got Juan Soto minus
3: 180 in his first round matchup against Jose Ramirez. And Soto is super hot right now. He comes in five home runs in his last 40 at bats. And so since July, he's hit five home runs. Ramirez has only hit five since the start of June. And Soto has experience in the home run derby. That prior experience should help him out this year. It's Ramirez's first derby. Last year, Soto hit 46 home runs and set a record for the longest home run ever hit in a home run derby. Derby hit one 520 feet Alonzo Pete Alonzo knocked Soto out in the second round but it's important to remember Soto was the eight seed and went into triple overtime to beat the one seed Shohei Otani in the first round and I think getting kicked around in these trade talks there's a good chance for him to showcase his skills for someone who's willing to pay more than the 440 million against a first-time Derby contestant I think Soto has all the tools to be in the mix again Juan Soto minus 180
1: over Jose Ramirez in round one. So, you're laying the lumber. Laying the lumber. All right. So, here's what I would say I like the pick because I believe there's a strategy to the der- Homer Derby. They actually, something I believe in is if someone goes deep in that Derby, when they play again, look to fade his performance. Because oftentimes they mess up their swing. Like they're trying to jack the ball out and it's not their normal swing. And it takes a game or two to get it back. So. I think never having done this, it's going to cause apprehension and uncertainty, and you might not know how to approach it. I think that would apply more if you were betting against someone to win it because you got to re- have your energy at different points. But even in the first round, I think the lack of experience matters. Number two, it seems like that the toughest road you could have is go against the number one seed last year and win, and then go into the second round and play the guy who ends up or face off against a guy who ends up being a two-time champion. So number one seed, and then, right? So it strikes me that whatever performance he's had, because it's not super impressive to make it to the second round, Soto has had the toughest road you could imagine. Thus, he's probably a little underrated. He's motivated to get his name out there, to make a show of himself, and he's got the experience. I just don't like the 180. So I'm not going to press the green button, but I'll give a half a cosign
3: to this one. Pete Alonso +200 the favorite Kyle Schwarber +350 second Juan Soto third at +500